0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show today. Today we're going to hear from Jackie Nurse, who's made a business out of leading groups of travelers on trips all around the world. She also has a blog and podcast focused on travel. During our time together, we talk about leadership as a small business owner and as a group leader. Joining me in the studio to listen to and discuss the interview this week are my friends and fellow leaders, Bevelyn Thornton, Creed Hendrickson, and Elijah Friedemann. So the question I wanted to start off with today is, what is the most enjoyable group experience that you have ever had? Man, I I think back to college, I was on a a great uh, floor of guys, and I I got to be a resident assistant for two years with them. Managed lots of good experiences, close community. Uh, I don't know how much leadership there was involved, but (laughs) it was a good time.
1: I think most enjoyable group experience would also be coupled with Best group experience for me. Um, And that would be my time at the Impact 360 Institute, specifically their nine-month fellows program. Um, That was my first year out of high school. And I think what made it so enjoyable and the best group experience was that it was the first time that I've spent a considerable amount of time with a group of people that had the same objective and the same focus. We were there to be grown. We were there to be developed. And we wanted to not only learn how to better lead ourselves, but also our peers and those that we were surrounded by.
0: Talk about Impact 360 for a second. What is it? Just give a little overview of what it is.
1: Impact 360 is an institute that is focused on creating and developing followers of Christ for every sphere of society. So they have multiple programs, one of them being the nine-month fellows program, but they also have a two- or three-year master's program, as well as a couple different summer programs for high schoolers and junior hires, And actually... The past few summers and this summer, um, I've been working for those summer programs called Propel as well as Immersion. Bevelin, how about you?
0: I think my most enjoyable, or one of my most enjoyable, is also. One of the most recent for me is leading a Financial Peace University course. It's something I'm really passionate about. And just to see how that information changes lives and changes families has just been really amazing to watch that transformation take place. We're actually going to have an episode in the next month or so about how to handle finances well and some things to think about as a young leader in that regard. But... Let's go ahead and get to the interview today. Jackie Nurse is the host of the international hit podcast, Jump with Traveling Jackie, and she's the founder of the Budget-Minded Traveler, which is an award-winning blog and community designed to encourage and equip U.S. Americans to travel overseas. She also hosts adventure trips and retreats for her audience, leads mentorship programs for women, and blogs about adventure travel and lifestyle at TravelingJackie.com. She's a four-time study abroad alum, a linguist with five languages and counting, and a serial expat. Her work has been featured by Self, Business Insider, Forbes, and more. Here is Jackie. Jackie, thank you so much for joining the show today.
2: for having me on.
0: So mentorship is a frequent topic on the Life as Leadership podcast. And I noticed that you do mentorship as well. Why have you decided to make mentorship a priority for you? And how do you approach that?
2: As a as a solo traveler, I've just I feel like I've learned a lot in a world that a lot of people don't want to enter. There's a lot of fear around solo travel, etc. And so I feel like part of my, I guess, contribution is I want to share what I've learned. That's part of it. The other part of it is, I don't know if you've ever heard of Pat Flynn, but he has an amazing podcast called Smart Passive Income. And I used to listen to it a lot. And there was something he said once, uh, I couldn't pinpoint any of the episodes for you, but um, it was something he said about, you know, when you go take people with you. And what he meant by that was if you're going to be a leader Like you've got to have, like take someone with you, teach the next set of people as you go. And so, um, kind of like with a mentorship mindset, you know? And so I, it's not even so much like teaching people. It's just, I want to bring people with me as I go, because I feel like I'm in a position where I'm learning so much. I'm exposed to so much. I want to show that to other people too. And it also makes me, um, it allows me a community that wouldn't otherwise exist when I'm out like traveling alone. you know, I mean, I can bring these people in to my world and meet with them and talk with them and kind of share with them. And we can all go on this journey together.
0: Absolutely. What are some of the things that scare people about travel from your experience working with them?
2: I think it's just fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And really, you can apply that to anything in life. It's just... I think it magnifies when you kind of take yourself out of your comfort zone and insert yourself into another culture entirely where where there may or may not be a foreign language, um, you know, customs that you're not used to, et cetera. I mean, it's just fear of the unknown. I think people largely underestimate their own resourcefulness and they think that they're suddenly going to show up somewhere and not be able to do anything. It's like, I, I don't understand where this comes from, but, you know you'll figure it out like that's the bottom line is like you'll figure it out and it will be rewarding and beautiful and like you will learn no matter what whether you determine that your experience is positive or negative like you will learn so much about yourself about the world it's absolutely worth it i think people are just afraid to get outside of what's comfortable for them really
0: yeah and i think realizing that no matter what happens like you said whether it was a good or bad experience you will have grown So one belief that you share with your audience is that life truly is what you make it. And I think a lot of people share that sentiment, but you've actually taken it to heart. So maybe what were some of the things that brought you to a place where you looked at life this way? And how have you actually lived out that philosophy?
2: I think it's just recognizing that you have a choice. You know, I think a lot of people forget that they have a choice. Everything that you've created in your life has come from some sort of decision that you've made, you know, now. I mean, except for maybe the family you were born into, like that's the only thing you can't really choose. But especially those of us who were born in the United States, like a lot of us have a lot of freedom and choice. And so I think just recognizing that is already a step sort of outside the box and recognizing that you don't have to do things just like everybody else does them. I guess if you're looking for examples, I didn't spend very much time at my university that I graduated from. I just had a really good in-state tuition uh, or scholarship to stay. And so I took advantage of that. And then I took myself out, you know, and I studied abroad for two years in college. And I don't think I ever once met with a college advisor, not one time, but I figured everything out, you know, by studying abroad, taking classes online, living in different places, and ending up with a degree and zero loans, you know, like, and I am not a trust fund kid, not even close, (laughs) not even close, you know, but like, I made it work for me because I decided to, you know, not go the loan route and, you know, do something that made sense for me and still continue to follow my passion, which was study abroad and learning foreign languages. And it was because I wanted to do it. And so I figured out a way to make it happen, you know, and that's, that's kind of the bottom line of the whole thing is like, Life is what you make it. What do you even want? Do you even know? You know, I mean like sitting down to talk to talk to yourself about that is like okay, well let's realign our priorities here. What is it that I'm doing with my everyday life and what do I actually want and where are the discrepancies in between those two things and how like, how can I realign so that I am making my life what I want it, you know? And it it does come down to choice. It does. Yeah.
0: Are there any recommendations that you would give to listeners as to how to help people kind of decipher in their own minds what they want? Because I I think that sometimes people don't even know exactly what they want. And figuring that out is a massive first step toward going after those goals.
2: Totally. You know what? I would recommend... Not just listening, like learning to listen to yourself, because that is hard. That's not something you can just like do overnight, like learning to figure out what it is that you want, like listening to yourself. But talk to other people about this topic and also read books. Like I would recommend Essentialism. It's one of my favorite books ever. Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown is absolutely one of the, I think it's her best book. I love Brene. Also, there's one called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Great book. Like If, if you're not used to this sort of topic already, get there, like get to know it because the more you read about it, like other people have ideas too, you know, and it might help you determine what it is that you want in your life.
0: Yeah, for sure. So you've developed a number of different travel related resources, including your blog, the budget minded traveler, your website, travelingjackie.com and your podcast jump with traveling Jackie from an entrepreneurial perspective. Could you talk a little bit about how these work together or how they've served different functions for your business?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started with the budget and traveler because that's that's where I was in 2013 when I started that blog. I mean, I had already been traveling for 10 years, um, very much on a budget, just supporting myself, you know. And so that's what I knew. That's what I was good at, um, and that's what I wanted to share with people. And so that's where I started. But like any person, like any venture, like we grow and we change. Personally, I went through a lot of changes in the years right after I started that. Okay. And while the Budget Minded Traveler was a, a really, it became a really, I mean, it, it grew pretty quickly. It became a really a successful platform. I didn't want to mess with that, but I also wanted to kind of um, allow myself another creative outlet. And so yeah. that's why I started Traveling Jackie, because it, it's kind of, it's made for everything outside the box of of budget travel which you know i mean the budget minded traveler as a business it's got a great niche you know and um but as i was growing i wasn't just focusing on money and budget travel anymore you know and i re- and i was fo- focusing on a lot of things like personal development and adventure travel and it just it didn't seem Right to try and combine all these things, so I created another one just so that I could say whatever I want because I needed a place to do that, you know, and um, the podcast was also called the Budget Minded Traveller up until just uh, episode 100, which was just about well eleven episodes ago now. Um, and I changed the name because for the same reason. I needed some space to grow, and I it was the only one that could allow myself to do that. and so i'm I'm just figuring out how these things work together so that I can still be me while I'm still running these components of my business, that's really what, you know, like you've got to stay passionate about it. Otherwise it's not going to work. And so, um, I needed a way to make my business grow with me as I grew as a person. And so that is why I have these different sort of aspects of it.
0: And I really appreciated in, in episode 100 of your podcast, you kind of explained why you were changing from the budget minded traveler to the jump podcast. So, could you maybe talk about some of that and what the name jump means to you?
2: Absolutely. One of my personal themes really in the last few years has been kind of discovering what it means to take the leap and everything that comes with that, like carrying yourself through after you make a big decision, you know, changing your life, something like that. And I know that travel is a big decision for people as well. And they're afraid to take the leap and go and do whatever it is that they want to do their dream trip. Maybe it's a year abroad. Maybe it's two weeks. Maybe it's a solo trip. You know, like there are a lot of ways that you can apply that to travel as well I love that jump it means so many things to me but it's meant to inspire movement I'm encouraging you to just go take the leap like do this thing and also it's very appropriate for me because I always end up doing this I call it my signature jump I just I for years for over a decade I don't even know how long I do this jump in epic places and get photos of it. And, um, and so it's like it's me. It's personal, yet it's it's, I think, inspiring. It's simple. I love the name. And I needed something that's kind of like, you know, I wanted it to to inspire going like just movement, like do something, you know, like act and um, get
0: started on doing something. Right.
2: Yeah, and it works in a lot of directions. I mean, the tagline that I'm using, well, that I, my, I, the tagline that I have the idea for it is inward, outward, onward, because inward is, I mean, you learn so much about yourself when you move, you know, and outward, you can share that with other people. Onward, go, keep going, you know, like we're all on this earth to do something. So do it.
0: <laughs> now, were you always entrepreneurially minded or was that something that you developed? out of necessity as you began making your travel a lifestyle?
2: I would say it was probably always there, but it was something I more defined and discovered really kind of even after college, perhaps. I mean, maybe you could could take the example of how I kind of did my own thing in college and figured out my own way without asking for help. That's very entrepreneurial. Although it's not like we know everything like, oh my goodness, the learning curve for an entrepreneur is steep as anything and you're always <laughs> needing help and like learning and whatever so I, that's not what I meant at all it's just I mean I think it's probably always been in there you know like I've always been better at doing chores when I wasn't asked to do them you know like I don't like having a boss it's just sort of that's always been there for me yeah, and so I yeah. suppose um, the mindset sort of it's always been there but I developed it and more discovered it post way post college I mean I mean I had already like I said I had already been traveling for like t- literally 10 years because I started when I was 18 traveling abroad, you know, and um and I didn't start my blog till 10 years later. And so that and and that was, I suppose, what my my third business by then I had dabbled in some things. I used to teach Spanish and, you know, I mean, there's things along the way. But yeah, I mean, once I decided to start the blog was when I really took off with the whole like this is what I'm doing. I'm never gonna have another job ever again. Like I am my own boss now. <laughs> it's hard to go back after that.
0: <laughs> Part of your business is leading trips, leading groups of people. And I like that you talked about how you are always growing. And I'm I'm wondering what are some of the ways that you can see that you've grown maybe in your leadership abilities through leading these excursions to other countries?
2: Mm, it's so fascinating because This is the first time that I, actually not quite, but in person, this is the first time that I have sort of taken my community offline and invited them to come meet me in person and say, let's go do an adventure together. And it, it I mean, it really changes the scene. Like it changes the landscape because suddenly all these people are right in front of you with names, with faces. They're not just a number on the other side of a podcast. You know what I mean? Like it it, and they know me they've, they know things about me cause I've shared on my show. Like they think that they're friends with me already. And it's amazing because we're just like immediate friends, you know? And, but it's interesting because I know that like all these people came together because of me, I created this thing and I still have this responsibility to take care of them and to be the example. And like, it really keeps me going. It keeps me on my toes. I've learned a lot of, in the world of guiding, which I, I mean, I'm not a guide, you know, but I have learned a lot in that world, you know, hosting trips. It's a whole different scene. And it is. Oh, man, it's my new favorite thing. I love it.
0: Thinking back to maybe the first trip that you led to the most recent trip that you led? What would you say is the difference between the Jackie on her first trip and the Jackie on her most recent trip, <laughs> as far as leading and hosting and things like that? Because there are so many things that the first time around, you just don't even know to be thinking about, or at least that's usually the case. Maybe maybe you had been through it so many times that you kind of knew, but were, are there are there any differences that you can identify between those two different instances, those two different trips?
2: I mean, it's a good question, but i I have to sh- say... I really feel like I nailed it on that first trip. Like I couldn't believe how well it went, and I—I I mean, I, I've of course I'm learning as I go, but the the first one and then the most recent one. Okay there were twice as many people. I can tell you that literally there were twice as many people on this most recent trip. Like I, it's growing, you know? And I think yeah. maybe that's the biggest thing is it was scary the first time. Cause I didn't know if it was going to work. I had no idea. It was a huge risk for me to put out this trip. Like it was, it was expensive, you know, like I had no idea if it was a good business idea or not. And it worked, it barely worked, but it worked, you know? <laughs> And, um, and now the last one was sold out. And so I think the confidence has absolutely changed. Like, yes, this is, I am so meant for this. Like I, I think all of my skills are sort of compiled into this idea of leading trips. Like it's, it's so I am so made for this, you know, and I have way more confidence now in leading these trips than I did the first time. I mean, as far as logistics and running the trip go, I have been very careful to 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 do the right thing since the beginning on that. Sure. And I mean, I've had repeats. Most Every single trip I've done, I've had uh, at least one, but up to like four or six like repeat customers
1: really on neat. trips,
2: which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's like the greatest compliment I can receive. And so I know that since the beginning, I was doing something right, but I, I would say that perhaps now the difference is, yes, I've done it before. Like everything gets a little bit easier with each, with time, you know, every time with experience. And, um, so maybe the confidence level is way higher. <laughs> have
0: you, have you noticed that over the course of your trips, the people in your groups are growing? How, how are some of the ways that they grow over the course of the week or two that they're with you?
2: That is an amazing thing. And it's also very personal. It varies from person to person, but. The words life changing have been thrown around all the time on my trips and that humbles me like because I I know, I know, but I can't tell you what that feels like. You have to come and experience that. And so I do get to see that in people and I think people relax. They open up. I've had super introverted, shy people sharing in front of groups of people and talking about how liberating that is. People who feel like they have discovered what they're really capable of and how strong they can be and how they want to travel alone. And I mean, all these things that are just are It's like life building. It's like character building. Like this is going to change your life. You have no idea what's waiting for you on the other side of that plane, you know, like you have to go discover that. And like I said, it varies from people to people, but absolutely there are, are changes and it happens quickly because it's not just you out there. The, the, one of the best things about these group trips is the community, the people, because everyone is there under some sort of a common interest, you know? And so you have That in common with everyone, the second you land. And then everybody just becomes like such good friends, and you're experiencing this raw, like wild thing together, and you just bond, and it's just magical. Really? It's individual. It's like, both individual and collective at the same time.
0: And you never, even you, you never quite know what to expect, right? I mean, you've planned it out and you've done all the groundwork, but there are so many things, so many unknowns over the course of the trip, uh, some developments and things like that that can take place that can really lead to that that life transformation. Absolutely. I'm wondering, though, are there any specific examples that you could share about uh, how these experiences have changed either your life or the lives of people in your group?
2: I will speak for myself just because, like I said, it's it's kind of a personal thing. Yep. And I guess I just shared a couple of examples of, of ways I've seen people kind of grow. But speaking for myself, it is so powerful to, I think, to have a common mission and to bring people into your world. Like, I have been a solo traveler. And the reason I wanted to start these group trips is because, I mean, I'm still a solo traveler, but... I, I want community. I need people too, you know? And and bringing people into my world and going and doing awesome things together is exactly what I want to sign up for. You know, like this is why I'm still doing these group trips. It's as powerful for me as it is for them just to kind of, in a different way, like I'm in a different position. I am the one who's creating it. But I get to see the fruits of my labor. Like I get to see how it's, it's affecting these people. And at the end of the day, like what do you what are you leading for? It's because you want to help people, right? That's what everybody says. Like, that's really the underlying thing that we all sort of have in common. We want to meet a need. We want to serve people in some way. And it is so incredibly rewarding for me to see it take place on these group trips. And it, I mean, I grow as a result of it. Of course I do, you know? And then I've got these amazing people that are suddenly around me that I get to keep in touch with. And it's it's like, it's win, 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 like all over. And so, I don't know, I guess just taking everything offline and bringing it into person and like seeing things happen <laughs> in real life, like take just action. It is the coolest thing. Um, yeah. so, so, I mean, it's hard, hard to explain that, but <laughs> it happens.
0: I'm, I'm wondering maybe some tips that you have for keeping up with people in groups. You know, some people have great group experiences, whether they're leaders or followers and, and, After an experience, if you weren't connected before, it's easy to kind of drift apart again. But what are some what are some ways that you would recommend to others as far as keeping up with groups and keeping some of that some of the experiences that occurred in the group, kind of keeping those going after the experience is already completed?
2: I mean, there are a lot of ways to do it. And it's also, it is hard because people kind of go back to their own lives. You have to create something like either an Instagram group or a Facebook group, you know, to where you can all continue to, or a WhatsApp group, you know, where you yeah, can all yeah. continue to talk to each other if you want to, you know. Um, I mean, or, and, and or. Uh, <laughs> take another trip together, plan something else, you know? I mean, people are showing back up on these trips. They write to me and they say, "Who signed up already?" You know, cuz like anyone I know, you know from the past. Um it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> and so, I mean, keep showing up, like that's one of the things. Or, you know, just you you got to just you have to make the effort to stay in touch with people, whether it's like email threads or group some sort of group threads, you know, or meetups or whatever. But it's yeah, that's that's trickier.
0: I will say, though, I, I lived in Honduras for three years, taught at a school, and I had a lot of friends there that I would travel with on on breaks. We'd go to other Central American countries or other places in Honduras. And a lot of us have moved back to the States now and we're getting together in August for a camping trip. And as soon as we get back together, we're going to have you know all these stories and all these things we're reminiscing about that you can you know initially pick up on. And then I'm sure we're going to have a lot of great experiences on the trip that we can you know talk about in the future and kind of it's it's easy to pick up with someone when you've had those experiences and it's always great to get back together and and reminisce and and talk about things that really with no one else you're able to talk about
2: yep you got to do it you just have to put the effort out there to get everybody together keep everybody together
0: yeah so your next trip is in november to chile and patagonia right yes so Everyone knows Patagonia, and most people know it because of the brand. But I know that Patagonia is a place that is near and dear to your heart, and I'm hoping that you could tell the listeners about Patagonia, what makes it special, and what people can expect from this trip.
2: <laughs> yeah, Patagonia is well. Okay, I live in Montana, and um, Montana is very mountainous. It's very remote, you know. And so, the first time I stepped foot in Patagonia, I thought, "Well, a this feels like home," but B, B, I speak Spanish. Um, I spent a lot of time in Latin America. Spanish is like my alter (laughs) identity, you know, like I I, it's (laughs) really like a big part of my life. And so it's sort of like Patagonia is for me sort of like another version of of what I love about Montana. You know, Mm. it's. It's remote. The, it's not an easy life down there. You live there because you want to be there and you make the effort to stay there. You know, it's not like sunny California where it's just easy to get to and 75 all the time. You know, it's yeah. not like that. And so I really love like the quality of the quality of life, the the, the people. Um, it's it's similar with its amazing stake to Montana. You know, like there are things that I just love about it. Um. It's kind of just a magical place and the mountains I love hiking I love trail running so it's it's very ideal I think for me and so discovering that was like whoa this is uh, this is pretty interesting because it was only 2015 that I went there for the first time I and mean, it took me a long time to get down there and now I've been back so many times. I mean, I'm leaving again to head down there in two weeks from from less than two weeks. (laughs) And so, um, you know, from when we're recording this and I just I end up there a lot. It's my second home these days. So part of that is just I since I love being there, people um, and and people, my my followers, a lot of people have found me because of the content that I put out about Patagonia because of um, my photos or um, my blog posts that I've done to like help people, you know, navigate Patagonia. And so they follow me because of this amazing place and they want to travel there with me. And so this trip in this November will be the fourth, one, two, three, the fourth trip to Patagonia that I'm leading. It's a new itinerary, but it's in this one is to a portion of Chile, like the central portion of Patagonia. That's very much off the beaten path. And one of the most incredibly beautiful places I have ever seen. Mm. And my goal with that is to not always bring people to the thing, you know, the big iconic heavily touristed areas. Like I want to show people what else what else exists and how how much Patagonia has. It's a massive place. I mean, it's Patagonia is like the bottom section of both Chile and Argentina. It's it's huge. It's it's more of an idea than it is an actual boundary sort of okay. like we have New England in the United yeah. States you know everybody knows what New England is but you can't go and like find a border you know it's sure. just like that with Patagonia like it's just it's the southern part of Chile and Argentina and I mean both sides are am- amazing most of it's actually desert on the Argentinian side but the mountains are kind of where I have found my <laughs> home down there and so yeah we're gonna go through um, there's gonna be a bunch of hikes glaciers waterfalls we're kayaking we're going to the marble caves, which some people have heard of, you know, it's like you, you get these, these amazing, iconic things on the itinerary and people get their hopes up about this one thing. And then the rest of the trip blows them away so much that that thing doesn't even end up being the highlight, that's you know, incredible. and that's, but that's the point, <laughs> I think. And so that's what I'm trying to show people is just, you just show up and it'll be magic.
0: <laughs> is this a trip that works well for first time travelers?
2: Uh yeah sure. I mean actually yeah because it's you're very well taken care of. You know, I mean I don't mess around <laughs> on my trips. Um I hire the best guides locally so that everything is taken care of to a T, you know, and I mean in my it's it's the opposite of independent travel. It's the opposite, which is what I teach basically on the budget minded traveler. <laughs> you know, it's the opposite. It's like no nope, I am going to do this because this is how I want to do it. This is how I want you to experience it. Like I have been to these places. I know what I want to show you. Trust me. Let's do this, you know, and so people just sign up and a lot of times they don't know even what's on the itinerary. They just they trust me and it works.
0: So I know there are going to be some listeners today who have never traveled out of the country before. So what's a quick pitch for why they should take the jump to travel to another country and where in addition to Chile and Patagonia with you, would you recommend that they consider traveling first?
2: I mean, really, it starts with a you got to get a passport, like have your passport ready to go. A lot of people don't even have that yet. Start with that, you know. But, I mean, the world will open up to you. Your your own country will open up to you. Your own identity, your life, your family, like your whole world will open up the second that you get out of this country, out of that town, you know, and go experience something else. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Really, (laughs) the craziest part about travel is all you do is get on a plane and then suddenly you're somewhere else. And guess what? You're still you. You're not leaving you behind. You're not leaving your common sense behind. You know, like you show up there guess what? There are taxis there. There are buses. Like you can figure out how to get anywhere. There are Airbnbs, there are hotels, there are hostels, (laughs) there's couch serving. Like you can figure out where to stay and what to do. And then you go eat and it's an adventure because you have a new language and new tastes and sights and smells and people and sounds. And I mean, everything's different. And I I mean, if I could, I would require everybody to, I, I would say, take a solo trip. Cause it's so much more powerful than traveling with a partner because I mean, everything is up to you. It's like, it's like doubling down on, on learning <laughs> on personal development yeah. because everything's up to you. It's, it's and it's, it's an, it's an incredible thing. You figure out how resourceful you are, you know, and what you're really capable of. And it doesn't have to be hard. Like Patagonia is freaking far away. You know, you don't have to go that far away. Mexico, so easy, so beautiful. The people are so happy and so welcoming. I mean, something close to the United States. Like, it doesn't have to be far. Central America is amazing. You lived in Honduras. You know, try going to Canada. Go to Montreal. Go to Quebec. You know, just get out of your culture. Go experience something else. Europe is a really, really easy one, too, because most people, most people speak English. They're really set up for tourism in Western Europe. So it's, even, it's like the easiest place to go. You know, like it's, it doesn't have to be a big, scary thing. You just have to decide to say yes and like buy a plane ticket and everything else will fall into place.
0: Well, Jackie, thank you so much for sharing today. Before you go, I have a few final questions that are meant to inspire us toward better leadership. So you ready for this? Ready. All right. What is some lesson saying or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day?
2: Uh, Do what's right, not what's
0: easy. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is
2: someone who's willing to serve, someone who sees a need and meets a need, and someone who believes in what they are doing.
0: What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others?
2: I think, am I am I worth following? Perhaps.
0: That's am a great I worth question. Following. What book would you recommend to leaders?
2: Oh, I already did the. <laughs> Let's go back to them though. I, I essentialism, braving okay. the wilderness braving the wilderness. And uh, yeah, let's go with those two.
0: If you could get every single listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would it be?
2: <laughs> you know, this is simple, but I'm going to say it. Don't be wishy-washy on your decisions. Like when somebody says, where do you want to go eat? Make a decision. Practice it. Instead of saying, oh, I don't know, you pick. Just decide something and stand stand behind it.
0: Start That's a good small. tip. Yeah, yeah. And finally we have an arbitrary but insightful question which is as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not?
2: Yes. <laughs> Definitely, both of them. Okay. Absolutely. We have to be asking because it it means that you're not just taking everything for what you're hearing. Ask why and ask why not. You're allowed, you know, we can explore these ideas. Absolutely. Ask questions. Ask all the questions.
0: Well, Jackie, thank you so much. Are there any final words before we let you go and where can people find more about what you're doing?
2: I'm just gonna say one more thing. I think the bottom line with everything, absolutely everything is to make sure that in your leadership, you are being authentic and you are standing behind your own, I guess, actions and beliefs. What really makes a leader is their ability to be unique. You might be alone sometimes, but that's okay. You know, as long as you believe and you are passionate about where you're going and it's working, stick with it. And you can find me at Traveling Jackie with one L on Instagram and TravelingJackie.com and my podcast is there too.
0: Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. I hope you found today's interview valuable. We'll be back on Friday to discuss the interview and share some of our key takeaways with you. If you want to share your own thoughts on what you heard today or leave other feedback for the show, email us at community at com. And if you think today's show could be helpful to someone else who cares about becoming a better leader, go ahead and share it with them. Until next time, keep living and leading well.